0: I'm only human after all And you're only human After all, don't put the blame on me. Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 80, verses 7 through 15. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea, and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls, so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit. The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted. Jeremiah, chapter 2, verses 23 through 37. How can you say I am not defiled, I have not gone after the balls? Look at your way in the valley, know what you have done. A restive of young camel interlacing her tracks, a wild ass at home in the wilderness, in her heat sniff, sniffing the wind. Who can re- restrain her lust? None who seek her need weary themselves, in her, mouth, in her month they will find her. Keep your feet go- from going unshod, and your throat from thirst. But you said, It is hopeless, for I have loved strangers, and, I, and after them I will go. As a thief ashamed when caught, so the house of Israel shall be shamed. They, their kings, their officials, their priests, and their prophets, who say to a tree, You are my father, and to a stone you gave me birth. For they have turned their backs to me, and not their faces. But in, time, in the time of their trouble they say, Come and save us. But where are your gods that you made for yourself? Let them come if they can save you. In your time of trouble, for you have as many gods as you have towns, O Judah. Why do you complain against me? You have all rebelled against me, says the Lord. In vain I have struck down your children; they accepted no correction. Your own sword devoured your prophets like a ravening lion. And you, O generation, behold the word of the Lord: Have I been a wilderness to Israel, or a land of thick darkness? Why then do, you say, do my people say we are free, we will come to you no more? Can a girl forget her ornaments, or a bride, her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me, days without number. How well you direct your course to seek lovers, so that even to wicked women you have taught your ways. Also on your skirts is found the lifeblood of the innocent poor, though you did not catch them breaking in. Yet, in spite of all these things, you say, "I am innocent, surely his anger is turned from me." Now I'm bringing you to judgment for saying, "I have not sinned." how lightly you gad about, changing your ways. you shall be put to shame by Egypt as you were put to shame by Assyria. From there also you will come away with the ha- with your hands on your head, for the Lord has rejected those in whom you trust, and you will not prosper through them. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Do all things without murmuring and arguing, so that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, in which you shine like stars in the world. It is by your holding fast to the word of life that I can boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a libation over the sacrifice and the offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, and in the same way, you also must be glad and rejoice with me. Continuing on to chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is not troublesome to me, and for you it is a safeguard. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of those who mutilate the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and boast in Jesus Christ and have no confidence in the flesh, even though I too have reason for, the com- for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Good morning and welcome to the 18th Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from... Imsville, Maryland. The readings today come from Psalm 80, Jeremiah 2, and then finally Philippians 2 and 3. I kind of missed that it was a broken up reading when I started it. Sorry about that. Uh, And some of the, I just thought some of the the imagery was fascinating. We don't always hear about a wild ass in heat sniffing the wind, Um, wondering whether or not she can restrain her lust. Um and uh, oh, there's another one. I can't remember where it was. Um, but it's I mean prophetic literature is is filled with this very colorful language and imagery. Um, and this is just one of them that was, I don't know just had me really interested, but it uh, it continues to say the same thing in different ways and from different angles. Um, the The basic import of the Jeremiah reading is that Israel is stray from her ways, and and Israel continues to just do whatever it wants, and then cries to God for help when it needs help, um, but still has these you know these false idols, these gods that they've created, and God says, "Well, why don't you pray to them? I mean, see if they save you." Um, and the Philippians readings. Is it's not entirely complementary with uh, the Jeremiah reading. Um, I I love Philippians, but there's not a whole lot of stuff that reflects um, that it's a military community except towards the end. Um, I I don't know if I've spoken about it before, but um, Paul says, if anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Um, It's actually a partial sentence, but it breaks off. Um, And when I hear confidence in the flesh... Um, I think of, you know, in an infantry company or platoon, you know, everybody is trying to outdo the other, and you kind of know, you know, who has the highest PT score, um, who has the best uh, 12-mile road march time, um, and those are the people that have confidence in the flesh. Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you're really physically capable, and um, it, it does not hurt to have the reputation of someone that uh that has that high p t score and uh can smoke the rest of the the squad or the platoon in push ups or you know whatever um but Paul warns against um having too much um, because the more confidence we have in ourselves and our own effort, the less confidence according to Paul we have in Christ Jesus. Um, and he reminds these this military community who probably was formed by that um, by that uh, that same ideology of like you know physical force is good and the more you have the better you are and the more uh, respected you are. Um, Paul tries to kind of get into their world by saying you know I have confidence in the flesh too. It isn't necessarily being able to you know engage in. Combaters and, you know, uh, um, pugil- pugils. what did we call it? We call it the Q-tips or something. Anyway, um, that isn't necessarily what he has in mind. What he has in mind, I think, is that he's got all these um, credentials, uh, worldly credentials, like being taught by Gamaliel, who was this really important Jewish rabbi at the time, um, and being born of Hebrews. Uh, he probably has in mind that he's a Roman citizen, which is not, is, which is something that not everybody had. Um, and so it's different color of confidence in the flesh, but it's the same basic thing that here on earth we have what we need, and we create our own. You know, we create these hierarchies of confidence in the flesh, or in uh, in in our bank accounts or whatever. And Paul consistently tries to remind. Uh, the church that look this is that's not what's important. That doesn't gain you anything with God. In fact, if anything gains, it's you know boasting in your weaknesses and and being humble. Um, and it's not it's not impossible to be both to be confident in the flesh and also humble. Um, but it is it is more difficult. It's like being rich. It's not impossible to enter the kingdom of heaven if you're rich, but it is very very difficult. It's about as difficult. Uh, as it would be to pass a camel through the eye of a needle, um, and I, I think there's a lot of um, you know scholars and theologians and interpreters that think that that's it is basically hard and fast. Like if you're rich, you're not getting in. That was Jesus's way of saying, "I'm sorry, you're, it's just not going to work." Um, I'm more hopeful than that. And I think to be fair to the text and to be fair to our tradition, we we can't. Uh, believe that people who um, don 't match what we think the Bible tells us to think about the kingdom of heaven we don 't know uh, whether or not they 'll inherit it or not and i don 't think it 's fair to say with any certainty that that we know who 's in and who 's out whether that 's rich people whether that 's you know people who are really confident and successful um, people you know the joneses essentially we don 't know if the Joneses are, are getting into the kingdom of heaven or not. Um, it's unlikely if they're trying to prove their worth by you know getting all the cool little trinkets and toys and you're trying to keep up with them. It's, it's unlikely. Um, but it's not impossible. Um, and that's good news for the Joneses. It's good news for those who are rich. It's good news for those who are maybe overconfident. Um, uh, but it's up to us to... To temper our confidence in the flesh, if we think we're hot shit, it's up to us um, to remember that it's not up to hu- us who's in and who's out. That all we can do is hope that we're um, that we are, in fact, um, the kind of person that is quick to enter that kingdom of heaven and not slow. Um, and we have hints of what that looks like in the Bible, um, but uh, Paul ro- warns. Uh, the church uh, of what it doesn't look like. Evil workers, those who mutilate the flesh. Um, there, you know, we we have some clues about who's in and who's out. Um, and maybe we've been told that we're out by people who think that they're in, and don't listen to them. Uh, it's up to us to do our best to be the kind of people that um, Jesus welcomes quickly into the kingdom of heaven, rather than you know, hemming and hawing as to whether or not we fit. A prayer for quiet confidence from the Book of Common Prayer. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength, By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.